0: This is the Wednesday, May 11th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got a busy, busy Wednesday coming up. A lot of NBA, NHL, and some baseball as well. So sit back and enjoy, and we'll be in and out in less than 10 minutes, like always. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Gazarian, alongside Joe Fortenball and Joe, uh, you got the uh, the good side and the bad side of some wild endings last night with the Brewers run line and then also the team total over in the Suns game. I was trying to pick up a couple cheesesteaks while
1: checking the score. First of all, there there aren't any good cheesesteaks in Vegas. I read somewhere that being from the Philadelphia area, I read somewhere that yeah, you got to try this place just like Philly cheesesteaks. So I got double dipped as I was getting a lousy fake Philly cheesesteak. I watched the um the Brewers blow it in the eighth inning on the run line. So not happy. And then I went ahead and, and contributed to more heart disease with the cheesesteak. So as you can imagine, Doug, I woke up this morning, uh, nonplussed at the way things shook down last night. New day though. New day, as they say in the gambling world,
0: but ton- Suns over one and eight, one Oh eight and a half team total got there because of instead of a dribble out, they go for a dunk and get fouled. So yeah, very fortunate. They take it. They take it <laughs> and they give it. Um, all right. So two more playoff games today. Uh, We could see a series close out with the Grizzlies and Warriors. I will say be careful hammering the Warriors. It looks very tasty. I get it. And obviously they're not going to miss their first 14 or 15 threes. But this is a team that has had trouble focusing over the years. This is a team that uh, Clay Thompson's not the same in terms of defense. So just overall, they don't have the stoppers like they once did. And Draymond's having to clean everything up. And the Grizz kind of figured some stuff out going big, bully ball. Barkley was talking about it after the sh- game on Monday. I just, I, I'm not putting, uh, I don't, these Grizzlies aren't rolling over. And I'm not putting in a home, uh, home dog upset out, out of the question.
1: All right. I got two plays on this game. The first one is the Grizzlies team total under 107 and a half. And I am going to make a play, smaller play on the Warriors minus four. So we're going to be opposed on this one. I look back to the beginning of the series games in Memphis. Warriors were laying two and a half in game one, one and a half in game two. Now you take Morant out of the equation and they're only laying four. But to be fair, we have a lot of data points since those first two games in which Memphis has been quite competitive. The thing that gets me is you take Morant out of the equation. He's averaging 38 points six boards, eight assists, and three steals per game in this series. That's a big chunk you need to make up for, especially with Desmond Bain not really carrying his end of the bargain. So that's number one. Number two, the Warriors have been brutal from deep the entire series, 32%. And yet they've still won three or four games. If they wake up at some point from deep, they're going to blow the Grizzlies out of the water. And then number three, I wonder about the mindset of Memphis without Moran. It's not just like during the regular season when he was hurt, he'd miss a few games and come back. He's hurt, and they're saying he could be done for the entire playoffs, even if Memphis comes back to win this series. So I'm wondering what the mindset is in the locker room. Small play on the Warriors minus four in the event they wake up, and I do think the Grizzlies under 107.5 is a good play as well.
0: Yeah, I like the under as well. I mean, that's where I'm headed. Obviously, it's not going to be a rock fight first half like it was. On Monday, second half did go over for those curious. I, I, I'm not taking the Grizz. I just can't, but I'm not betting the Warriors. That was my uh, PSA to the public. But go fire away. More power to you. You'll probably win. Uh, Celtics bucks. <laughs> uh, first look, this thing looks way too high. Five and a half. I made it like three and a half or four. So I just feel like there's an unnecessary tax with no Robert Williams. I know home teams have been thriving in these playoffs. But this is a different series than the one we saw last night. Last night was a situation where both uh, all four home teams won. So that means the team that was on the road in game five was pretty spent after emptying the tank to win games three and four. That's not the case here with the Bucs and Celtics. Bucks, you know, they, they alternate. So I, uh, I have to take the plus five and a half here. Two plays here as well. I agree with
1: you on the side. This number jumped off the page to me. I'm thinking, why are the Bucs getting five and a half? I think what we saw last night is baked into this line, and it shouldn't be. Essentially, this is a series that's 2-2. Miami-Philly was 2-2. Phoenix-Dallas was 2-2. Phoenix comes home. Uh, Boston's coming home, and Phil- and Miami came home. Miami won by blowout. Phoenix won by blowout. So I guess the mindset here is that maybe Boston wins by blowout, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Milwaukee is not Philadelphia. Milwaukee is not Dallas, even without Chris Middleton. Five and a half points, way too many in my opinion. The money line here is Milwaukee plus 190. Let's convert that for a sec. That's a 34% chance implied probability they win this game. Based on what we've seen from Milwaukee in the past and what we've seen in this series, do we really think they only have a 34% chance to win this game? I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's much better than that. So I put a little bit on the money line. I play the five and a half. And I also think we have to go under 214 and a half here. This number's too high. Uh, It was under, under, under game one, two, and three. And the total kept dropping. Then we got an over in game four. So now the total has been bounced back up. But look at game four. It was going to be an under until 71 points were scored in the fourth quarter. That's an outlier. So now the bookmakers see that game's gone over. And they bumped this total back up to 214 and a half. It's too high. First three games in the series, Boston and Milwaukee were combined shooting just 40% from the field. In game four, they shot 46% from the field. That's the outlier performance. I think this game comes back down to earth. Slow pace, great defense, very competitive, under 214 and a half.
0: Yeah, the Robert Williams factor was contributed to the last game as well. But I will say, referees are letting him be physical in this series. And Yes. Obviously, the series getting later and later, I, I cannot take the over. But I think the Robert Williams component was a variable. Uh, three games in the association of WNBA, by the way. Uh, I like all favorites, actually. And I'm not going to play it because I don't think I'm going two and one, and especially if two of them are on the road. So, uh, those home those those dogs look dirty. So, I want no part of them. I think we see convincing wins, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a money line parlay would be fun. Who knows? Let's go hit the ice. Oh, uh, oh i'm sorry nice call,
1: on, nice call on the fever last night yeah, very well, nicely done douglas
0: anytime you can break out a cowbell on set in live tv <laughs> you know the fever the fever probably played that in their pregame and said hey <laughs> the world's counting on us the gamblers mystics.
1: on espn like us so we can do it.
0: <laughs> mystics got there as well nice second half comeback to win by double digits so uh, we're, we're strong out of the gates here. Um, let's go to the hockey. I, I, one game has my attention here. Stars, flames. I just got to keep playing under five and a half. I do like the first period under one and a half as well. Um, look, anything can happen in, in hockey. We know that. But this has been a very defensive-minded team. Calgary's cranked up the D for sure.
1: I agree with you on that. Uh, another play in there would be Dallas under two and a half team goals in this game. It's juiced at minus 150. Uh, At home in the series, games three and four when Dallas was at home, they averaged 33 shots and two and a half goals per game. In the two games in Calgary, 19 shots and one goal per game. So I'm going to go under two and a half for Dallas. I also like the Penguins plus 115 over the Rangers. It's okay to reassess uh, this many games into the series four and say that the Penguins have their number. Uh, the, the, The Blue Shirts got nothing. They got nothing here. Through four games, Pittsburgh is plus 34 in shots plus six in goals. They've taken six fewer penalty minutes. And when you look at the expected goals metric, Pittsburgh's expected goal metric is 64.4, which is number one for the entire playoffs. The Rangers' expected goals, 35.5, the lowest of any playoff team this postseason. Pittsburgh is working the Rangers in this series, and we get them at plus money here. I'm going to go ahead and play Pittsburgh, plus 115.
0: All right. I like it. Fire away. And yes, I mean, dogs bark in the NHL of the last five postseasons. So can't yeah. fault you at all. You have a baseball play for the people before we let them go.
1: Get excited. Cardinals <laughs> Orioles. Get excited. Cardinals Ooh, Orioles. That. Double play here. First five under four and a half runs. And then the game under eight runs. A lot of day games today. This is not a day game. This is a night game. So whenever you're listening to this, you should have an opportunity to make a play. Neither team hits right-handed pitching all that well, all right? They're both about league average, so nothing there to worry about. But we got two righties pitching today. Spencer Watkins is going to go for Baltimore. He's been, shockingly, somewhat consistent. Uh, two earned runs. He's given up more than two earned runs one time and five starts. So he's been able to give you a handful of innings early in the game without getting shelled. The Cardinals are turning to Miles Mikolas uh 153 era this year he has surrendered just three earned runs over his last 25 innings pitched and we know the orioles don't hit all that well although they are winning more games this year than they have in the past so double dipper, cardinals orioles first five under four and a half runs and then under eight runs for the full game if you want another one i'd also consider the angels in the first five over the Rays, it's about minus 125. Otani's going, so you're paying the inflated price. The Angels have been an absolute wagon. Wagon. They've won six of seven. They lead the division. They smash left-handed pitching. They're going up against Shane McClanahan tonight, who's been good for Tampa Bay. But again, the Angels crush righty pitching. Uh, top five in almost every key category there. And in the first two games in this series, LA has beaten Tampa Bay 23-3. to I know that this should be a bounce-back spot for the Rays, but with Otani going, it's not going to surprise me in the least that the Angels come out and put up a big sweep.
0: Not worried about a hangover celebrating the no-hitter?
1: That's the thing. I I look at that. I did see the big celebration last night, but the way they're playing, there's a celebration every night for the Angels. It's either a walk-off. It's either an electric pitching performance. It doesn't stop with these guys. It's not going to surprise me in the least if they come out today and put up another good showing It's time to start thinking about them from a future's perspective and how we want to approach them in the AL. All the talk is about the Yankees and the Mets playing well. The Dodgers are a freight train. The Angels are really, really good this year. They're showing it early in the season. They deserve a little bit more love, but because they haven't done anything for the last decade, they're flying underneath the radar.
0: Joe, giving out the praise and love to the Halos. Well done. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Just a reminder, our last conventional show is tonight 6 eastern on espn 2 tomorrow we have a special nfl schedule release for two hours on espn plus beginning at 8 p.m partnering up with matthew barry and the fantasy crew should be a lot of fun and then the show is dark on friday so good luck today and tonight we'll see you at 6 eastern and uh hopefully thursday evening as well